0: Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengert, founder of Wingard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, if you've been impacted by any of these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227, or you can go to wingardministries.org and click GIVE. I'd like to invite you to become a monthly partner with us by doing that you enable us to spread the message of the gospel around the world. Uh, we're getting ready to head to Kenya, Africa for awakening fire and uh, I also like to ask you to pray for us as we do that. Uh, we are so grateful for those of you who've already joined us and uh, looking forward to connecting with many, many more of you. If you missed the the message is called Encountering God, I'd like to Just tell you, go back and and listen to those, allow the Lord to speak to you through those. Uh, But now, these messages are excerpts from uh, messages that I have been preaching just recently overseas. And uh, so we've taken the audio from them. We don't have the video, but uh, we've taken the audio and produced uh, podcast-sized clips. So I'd like to invite you, join us as we learn about childlike worship. When I think of David coming before the Lord, I realize that much of his experience happened out in the the desert. David was taught by the Holy Spirit. Why did he say, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture? Because David was out in the pasture tending the sheep. He was constantly reminded of things by the Holy Spirit. And he was being shown that this is the way of life in God's kingdom. And the reason for this is that we were created for worship. We were created for singing from the very beginning. The kingdom of God is, is uh, instead of the quiet reverence that we sometimes think of, the kingdom of God is loud and boisterous and full of life. Now, I'm not saying that there are not times when we are reverent and quiet before the Lord. But if that's the only experience you've ever had, you need to experience the life that comes from being childlike. Have you ever seen how a baby responds to music? I'm sure many of us have seen children dancing to music, but even young babies will respond by smiling or waving their hands. I've even seen little babies bouncing to music. So why is that? Who told them to respond that way? This is a beautiful, spontaneous response. And as adults, we also feel that spontaneous response. But so often it gets pushed down because it it may not be socially acceptable. Or eh, it may be misunderstood in one way or another. The words of David that we just read in Psalm 100 begin with the words joyful shout, he says, make a joyful shout to the Lord. Now, I like to think of it this way What do children do when they have been let outside to play? Do they just walk outside quietly and look at each other? Or do they run outside with their hands in the air, yelling and screaming? Children love to be let outside to play and be excited. And one of the things that I will say about that is that they did not think about their response in advance. That's just what came out as they, as they ran outside. So what is happening inside in the heart of a child? I'd like to talk about our imagination. So one of the first things to disappear, disappear from our lives as we grow up is the ability to truly use our imagination. In fact, there are well-meaning adults who try to help children grow up by telling them to stop imagining everything. So why is that? What is so threatening about our imagination that adults refuse to use it? Now I'm gonna stop here and and, uh, say, I do understand something, that an unredeemed imagination can be used for negative things. But is it impossible to believe that God wants to redeem your imagination as well? What did the Apostle Paul say about our imagination? Look at Ephesians 1.18. He says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. In this verse, I believe Paul was talking about allowing God to redeem your imagination. It's the only way that the eyes of your understanding would be able to see what he is showing you. Now, as this begins to happen, you could very easily be convinced of something. You could be convinced that you are only imagining things. But I want to encourage you to allow the Lord to show you that it is revelation coming from Him. As you practice this in the presence of the Lord, you begin to see more and more easily the revelation from Him. Andrew Wommack talks about this in his book, The Power of Imagination. In fact, he even says that if you can't see it in your heart, you won't see it with your physical eyes. This is actually where faith takes place. This is where we have the evidence of things hoped for. See, that word that we receive from the Lord, he wants to develop in the eyes of your heart. He wants you to be able to see it, on the inside and this is why it's so misunderstood by people because as grown-ups we say well i don't want to just imagine things i don't want it to be something that i'm making up and those who are not born again can very easily say well you're just making this up so my question to you is do you believe or not how did you get born again did you see your spirit being changed In fact, did you see anything happening at all? See, the way you get born again is the same way you receive anything in the kingdom. It is by grace through faith. You first of all have to be willing to believe. And when that happens, you begin to entertain the possibility that this is true. And there's times where we say, is it really this easy? In fact, we've talked about how to receive healing. When you can see with the eyes of your heart, you can picture the change happening without seeing it with your physical eyes. Allow your father to show you what he sees. So when children are using their imagination, they can come up with all kinds of stories. In fact, there's children who have had imaginary friends so much that they think that friend is real. So as adults, we look at that and say, "Mm, I don't want something fake. And so we steer away from anything that isn't tangible uh, with our physical senses. But as I've been spending time in the presence of my father, Yahweh, I have discovered the way to allow him to prove that the words I'm receiving are from Him. See, I've had to practice His presence. And I used to go to Him with questions that I wanted answered. Or I would have a problem that I would bring to Him. And I would say, I I want an answer to this right here. But I have come to find that simplicity is better. I found that I only need to have two questions on my heart. These two questions are very simple, but they can be answered in unlimited ways. However, before I tell you what these two questions are, I want to remind you that your heart has to have the simplicity of a child at all times. Don't overthink it. Don't try to make logical sense of it. Just allow him to show you around the kingdom, as a father walking with his son or daughter. Do you remember the last time when we worked together and I said that there is no lack in God's presence? There is only abundance and healing and provision and revelation. See when you are in the presence of Yahweh himself, you begin to experience the abundance of his nature. Now it is true that there is no lack in his presence, but I'm saying you can still go to him with these two questions. Here are the two questions. What do you want me to know? And what do you want me to do? See, these two questions are so open-ended that they barely feel like questions at all. It's the look a young child has when they're staring at their mother or father. They are completely open to any response the parents may have. And the reason that this is so beautiful with Yahweh is that he is so trustworthy and true. He will never ignore his children or lead them astray. Now maybe you or someone you know experienced a mother or father who took advantage of your simplicity as a child. And adults can be harsh sometimes, but don't let that experience cloud your belief of what a good father is like. Allow him to show you his goodness. If you go to him with an open heart, He will begin to reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. He will open the eyes of your heart. You will be able to recognize the difference between your unredeemed imagination and revelation given to you by Yahweh himself. When I think of how uh, a young child looks at their parents, if there is a good relationship there, that infant is looking with worship in their eyes. That's the only thing that baby knows. So if you want to understand what childlike worship is, think of a little baby looking at his mother, or a young son looking at, at his, his father. We need to have this openness when we approach our father. Now there's a song that, had, that came to me last night and then earlier this morning and I have had some amazing experiences with the Lord while playing this song. But when I was trying to think of what the song is called, I couldn't remember the name of the song. And I was thinking, why is this so hard to, to remember? And what I realized is, I'm remembering the being in, in the embrace of my Father. What I think of when I think of that song is the experiences that I've had, not of even analyzing the song itself. So I know this, uh, this time. And the last time we met, we've, uh, been talking about simplicity and and thinking as a child. The last song we played was called ABBA. And so if any of you are, joining us for the first time that is also a wonderful song to encounter god's presence but i'd like to play this song uh, by carrie Job, the more i seek you but i want to invite you to uh if if you need to do whatever you need to do to experience the presence of your father there are no expectations that you need to meet maybe you are in a room with some people in there but if you can find a place where you can close your eyes and let the eyes of your heart open you can begin to imagine the experience that's being talked about in the song now don't worry about it if it just feels like oh this is my own imagination that's how it gets started but when your heart posture is open toward him He will show you something that surprises you. This is what is so special about the two questions I mentioned. If you go with something that needs answered right now, you are then trying to control the situation. So if that is the way you use your imagination, then sure, maybe you are making something up. But if you go to him, inviting the Holy Spirit, and you say, what do you want me to know? he will show you something that you weren't thinking about. It will be very often, it will be a surprise to you. And you turn the eyes of your heart to that and you say, what is this? And he will reveal something to you that you did not come up with. He will reveal something that you know did not come from your own illusion. And when that happens, then Turn your focus to that, what he's showing you. And you'll, you'll realize, I am being shown something by the Lord. There's a confirmation of knowing in your heart that doesn't come from uh, just analyzing it. So allow he, allow the Lord to be the leader for you. And it will be more and more evident. I know that doesn't give a perfect formula to make it clear but that's why it's relationship